When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. It does. Yeah. I mean, once we got in last year, this year seems a little bit better with a little bit more, um, you know, freedom, I'd say. Um, it's nice to be back in a normal kind of schedule and stuff like that. But yeah, Minnesota welcomed us with open arms and um, kids are happy there and wife's happy there. So it's always nice when your family's happy and you can just focus on playing hockey. How do you feel about not only your game, but your team's game? I mean, I feel pretty good about both right now. I mean, I feel like I'm just the beneficiary playing behind such a good group. And, you know, this team is, uh, you know, we've had a pretty great start and it starts with the guys in that locker room. We just have such a good group and, yeah, I'm just happy to be a part of that. That, of course, while goaltender Cam Talbot, who uh, that was before tonight's game against Edmonton, went out and had a spectacular performance. 38 saves, wild win, 4-1, to one, uh, causing Judd's Hockey Show to drop everything that we are doing and uh, um, immediately react. Declan Goff, obviously, on the screen. I'm Judd Zolgad, and that was an impressive win. Uh, let's start, Dex, with Cam Talbot. Um, the The... Analytics have not always been kind. Um, I think compared to a guy like Koskinen, he's been solid. But uh, but I, I mean, you you have certainly brought information that says, hey, there could be improvement uh, tonight. I don't think that that you could do much better than Talbot did, though. Uh, the rebounds were few and far between in the second period. The Wild gets outshot twenty to six, completely dominated. Talbot plays great. Uh, Third period, Leon Dreisaitl is all alone in front, gets a pass. Talbot makes the save. This is the type of performance tonight that wins you road games and it wins you playoff games. And uh, if you're the Wild, you got to be thrilled about what you got from your goaltender. 100%. Yeah, I, th- I think it was another just great performance from Cam Talbot, who over the last basically, I think this is about the seventh game in a row where he's just looked very dialed in in the Wild Air, coincidentally, obviously, on a seven-game winning streak. Um, after their win over Edmonton tonight. And, yeah, he got off to a shaky start this season. It kind of reminded you of a starting pitcher in baseball who is getting wins but is also allowing a ton of runs and isn't giving you a whole lot to write home about. Uh, but coming into this game, at least in his last six, he was 5-1, and one, uh, 936 save percentage. His goals saved above expected, which is a good metric to also look at. That's an advanced statistic that basically takes league average shots and is the goalie stopping league average shots, and his is now above one, which means it's good. He's not allowing negative goals. He's stopping the pucks he should be stopping. Um, he's definitely improved drastically over this last, I would say, last few weeks, basically mm-hmm. since Kirill Kaprizov got hot around the same time as basically when Cam Talbot got hot. Um, he he carried them to a win tonight. I mean, what, five PKs the Wild had to go on tonight? Yeah. 
and and that Edmonton team can fly. I mean, this I, I watched the Sportsnet broadcast tonight, and it was a similar thing. Of it, they they were even reminding themselves, we sound like a broken record. We know this offense can score if they can just get league average goal. T- they can just get the back end basically oh, figured out. Yep. Edmonton can be a force to be reckoned with. The problem is they haven't been able to figure that out for basically since Connor McDavid arrived there. Um, but in general, a very, very good performance from Cam Talbot tonight. He carried them to the victory. Uh, yeah. The so so the thing there's lots of things that the Wild I think uh, has going for them, including the fact that they have won. They won Saturday in a shootout against Toronto, and they won tonight. And there's no question in my mind, Declan Goff, uh, that the last couple of years, and keep in mind, this was a much improved team during the pandemic short in 2020. But there uh, is no question that I don't think that they win either of those games last year because in the game against the Leafs, they blow a 3 nothing lead. It's 3-3. Uh, the old, the uh, two years ago, the wild would have melted down completely. Um, they don't, in that case, they come back and win after they play uh, a really bad second period in that game, a good third period, and then win in a shootout. Uh, tonight, there were so many um, things that the old wild would not have done that, that that second period would have destroyed them. That second period, Dubnik would have allowed four goals. They would have melted down. And they continue. It's not that they're always playing great because they're they're not. The last two games of the second period have been disappointing. But here's the thing. And to me, it's an incredibly important indicator of how much different this team is mentally as well as speed-wise. The difference is this team's ability and mental toughness to come back and not get flustered and not melt down is so impressive. And and like these, those are the type of things that I watch. And I think to myself, okay, this is translatable to a playoff um, series. This, this is, this is going to, this has the potential. I shouldn't say it's a certainty. It's not this Declan has the potential to translate when you can be mentally tough, uh, when you can get outplayed really badly on the road in the second period but your goaltender plays really well, which is absolutely imperative. And you don't lose it. <laughs> you don't go, oh my God, we're getting, you know, they've got Dry Settle and McDavid and we are screwed. Um, <laughs> there, there have been, these last two games have been far from perfect games, but I've seen some intangible things that I don't recall ever seeing really against teams like this by the Wild. I mean, even Edmonton has not gotten the best of goaltending this season. They've still figured out ways to win games. And when you get into a track meet against a team like that, it can be basically suicidal. And in the second period, Edmonton dominated. The Wild were asleep at the wheel for 90% of that frame. Mm-hmm. And they weathered the storm, and Cam Talbot was their biggest reason. I mean, at the end of the day, your best member, your PK, is your goaltender. Talbot did that tonight. To your point of them not wilting like the older teams. Again, I think it's a testament to to what this group has been able to accomplish in such a short period of time. I think what stood out to me tonight is I, I thought outside of the past to Kulikov, and I didn't know Dmitry Kulikov could uh, be in the skills competition apparently, uh, I thought Kirill Kaprizov had an off night. I didn't, I didn't think Kirill had a great night tonight. Yep. Um, he had an off, he, he, he was noticeable in kind of poor ways, just did not have the same kind of jump and spark he did. 
And that's not to rip him or rip the team. That's to say how good this team is. is they can overcome those starts. They can overcome a, an off night from your superstar. Kevin Fiala, for God's sakes, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the guy has you to tweeted, do to score goals. Victor Rask is now outscoring Kevin Fiala. You tweeted it. You're it's, correct. It's absurd. I mean, I I, I don't know if that's more frustrating from Kevin's side. I don't know. It, it, it's a that good rush, thing for the team. The team wins games despite him only scoring three goals. The rush that Fiala had where where it was, it was briefly a two-on-one, and it, it was Fiala and Rask. Yeah. Fiala was so quick and made such a great move. Rask. Look like he was standing still. Right. It's like, it's a two-on-one. Oh, no, it's not really a two-on-one. And Fiala, again, you know what? I'll go back to what I keep saying. If he keeps, I know it's frustrating, but if Kevin Fiala continues to play like this, I have no doubt the goals will come. Like, he had a, right. I thought he played hard tonight. I thought yeah. he played another, um, I, I don't think he's dogging it. I mean, he's certainly creating opportunities. What he had three shots on goal tonight. To your point, uh, Kaprizov, who had who did have an assist, had one shot. And I'm with you. Now he did get hit in a very sensitive area yeah, in stinks. the first period, and I don't know how much that impacted the rest of <laughs> of his game. But yeah, he didn't have a, a great game. But I mean, we we talked about this. Um, I, I forget who was off in the Toronto game. We talked about the same thing, which is they have the ability to win games with their depth and the entire team can play at pace now like this is so this is what dean talked about when he took the job and it was at the time unfathomable that they could actually do this that they could actually play at pace that they have four they have four lines that fourth line can skate that fourth line can skate and dumba dumba tonight did a pretty damn good job with uh with brodeen who we'll talk about in a second on mcdavid Connor McDavid, they Connor McDavid gets frustrated. He gets yeah. very frustrated, and that defensive pairing, Dumba in particular, I thought did a really good job of not playing dirty, not taking penalties, but slowing McDavid up enough because you're not going to completely do it. Yeah, the the Sportsnet broadcast was talking about comparing Kevin Fiala and, and Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Honestly, I, and by the way, that was not my listener submission because those are two of some of my favorite you're players in the NHL. In love with both those men, which um, is fine. But uh, R and H is also off to a, a very frustrating start. Just three goal, two goals, I believe, and, and a criminally low shooting percentage. He's he's been their version of Fiala. He just hasn't been able to score goals despite great chances, and just is clearly really snake bitten. And, and the Sportsnet broadcast was discussing how you you want to keep a player like that frustrated if you're the opposition, like because you know the moment that guy scores a goal for either side, it's going to start popping off for him. Um, and I thought that was a really interesting thing thing to to notice because R and H probably even a more put-together player than Fiala is, but also a very streaky and dynamic player. And when he's on, you notice it. But this season, both of them are off to really slow and, and painful starts. But you know, once the offense gets going, everything's going to be fine. And both the Oilers and the Wild are sitting pretty right now in their respective divisions and look like locks to make the postseason and potentially can make some noise. And could we could even see these teams, maybe even a, a Western Conference Finals uh, at one point. That'd be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, I don't think if you can, I'll say this. If you played the game that the Wild played tonight, a course of a seven-game series against Edmonton, I don't know if you win that series. Like the way Edmonton was was basically running up and down, you can yeah. steal one or two, and and that's huge because because yeah. the adversity. If you can I handle the that. adversity, that's big. But I, I do think if you played like that over the course of a seven-game series, I don't know if that's sustainable to win a series. If Ed, if Edmonton gets a goaltender, you don't Look win out. that series. Yeah. 
Koskinen is one of my, and I've watched him now for like four years. Drives me crazy. Uh, I think the key goal tonight was the first goal. The yeah, Erickson Eck goal was an inexcusable piece of work by Koskinen to not seal off that post. He had that puck. He just didn't take care of the puck. And and Eck, who who's just marvelous. I love to watch him play because he's just he doesn't like he's got some skill, but he works so damn hard. Right. Um, but I really thought that that was the the tone setting goal because it was early, it was a bad goal, and and it then when the Wild got their second goal, which was the Dumbo, which is a great pass to Felino, uh pass that's that set up a goal that would have been a very very tough save. That's goal two. It should have been goal one. Uh, yeah, if uh, if the Oilers go out and get Mark Andre Fleury or something, it's going to be different. But I mean, the thing that I love right now, if you are the Wild, bring on the Abs. And Oilers is currently constructed because I think you have the goaltending edge there. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that Talbot is uh, Ken Dryden, right? But Kemper's hurt. He's yeah. going to come back, and I contend he is going to melt down. He can't handle the pressure. He was he was great in Arizona because no one expects crap from you there. Um, so I I think that if those two teams don't make trades, which I think both will and probably need to. Bring them on because, yes, the skill is off the charts, but you've got a mentality here to slow teams. Um, but, yeah, I'm with your with your assessment. If if the oil if the Oilers go get a goaltender a game like tonight in a playoff series, you'll steal one or two. But I don't think you'll win it unless you have the the wherewithal to play a more complete game. But Declan, the last two games, again, the Wild in the second period, the last two games against really good teams have not played well, and they've won both. Right. So, like, that's a really interesting juxtaposition to what we're used to here. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, in some ways, I'm impressed. Yeah, it's it's been damn impressive watching what they've been able to do against Toronto and Edmonton, two of the better teams um, in the NHL, and, and the Wild continue to look like one of the best teams, too. I mean, just just start admitting it. The Wild are, are one of the best teams in the NHL right now. I'm not saying yeah. that you haven't said it because you and I kind of have been trending in that direction for the last week or so. They look like one of the best teams in the league, and mm-hmm. they look like an actual force to be reckoned with. Uh, by the way, we almost have 500 people watching us right now in the room, so thank you, you for uh, hanging out with us. It's Judd's Hockey Show. If you want uh, daily Minnesota sports entertainment, hit the subscribe button on this YouTube channel. Timberwolves talk, Wild talk, Vikings talk right here on Mackie and Judd, and I'm executive producer Declan Goff. Thank you for watching. We'll also uh, be talking with our guy Realistic Randy here at the top of the hour to talk a little football on our Purple Daily podcast. So if you want some Vikings fix, by all means. I know they're frustrating, but, this, but we, there's still positive. so much to talk about. It's as positive as this show is right now. There's still so much to talk about. Uh, but but I think just in general with the Wild, um, it's it's been impressive what they've been able to do. Um, you know, And I see some comments on our YouTube page here that say, like, do you go get a backup goalie? Do you go get a center? Do you even want to tinker with this? As of right now, I, I just I don't I don't think you do. I, I don't think it's necessary. But Rossi took a nasty hit. Um, I believe it was a week ago now. Last week. Um, yeah, he, in, in, in the he minors. hasn't played in a few games. And he hasn't yep. played in a few games. Boldy had another injury to his lower body. It wasn't the same ankle problem he had at the end of training camp. Yep. But I, th- there isn't a reason to to go out and do something. If Garen sees something fit, okay, I trust it. 
And I, I think that's kind of where Wild fans should align. I don't think you have to conglomerate Bill Guerin to go make a move for a center or, or get a backup goalie. Right. But I do think if he's going to make a move, trust it. Trust that process because what he's been able to do so far with roster mm-hmm. construction and just the overarching look of this team, yeah. I would trust. And and there there's so many times because we've seen it with Fletcher, good teams that that get that you you plug in a piece just because you want to make a move at the deadline. And I know those were different situations because the Wild were usually bubble teams in those situations. But but you, you still felt like really are we going to give up a third round pick for Bergenheim or Matt Molson? Or, 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 you know, Cam Stewart, you know, like, are we really going to do this again? Yeah. If, if Garen's going to make a move, I would trust it. Right. But and it's, I think if he's going to make a move, and I'm not guaranteeing that he will, I think if he's going to make a move, it's going to be a big move. It's going to be a move for a player who is a big name, hurdle, somebody like that. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think this, I don't think Bill Garen's going to go out and get Martin Hansel 2.0. So I think, but, but you know what? There's a chance he won't make that trade. And, yeah, um, let's talk about the play to tonight. And, look, this guy is magnificent. I, I contend he might be the best defenseman, the best Minnesota NHL defenseman ever, and that includes wow. the North Stars as well. And I've said that for a while. Jonas Brodine, um, who now is jumping into plays, who now is and and he he has done that in the past sort of but now he's committed to it. Uh tonight Declan he had two assists, he had he was a plus 1, two shots, one hit, a couple blocks. Um here's the reason why if you laughed at what I just said, take it seriously. Watch him play. Go to a game and watch him play. And understand all the things he makes look simple that are hard. Uh, Brodine makes plays that are extremely, like a lot of guys can't, and a lot of guys get beat. Um, his his skating ability, coupled with his skills, coupled with his ability with the stick, he makes plays both in both zones that are like, oh, yeah, of course he, he did that. And then watch other guys try and do that. Uh, tonight, I thought he was marvelous. And and here's what I loved. Um, that game was played at such a fast pace, which was great to watch. But that game was played at such a fast pace, it fit Brodine perfectly. And Declan, the skill of a game like that is so damn high that when you have a player who looks that at ease and that good, and at times I thought dominant, that says a ton. But I, I honestly think, at, just as far as the whole package goes, that he might be the best NHL defenseman in the history of the National Hockey League teams in this state. And I'm not – I'm. It, it's not off tonight. It's off a long history of what I've watched. Um, defensemen are hard to find. Good ones are hard to find. And Brodeen's skill set is freakish when you consider what he can do defensively and then jumping into plays now offensively. Absolutely. I mean, that's high praise. Um, I, I think Jonas Brodeen, when you – maybe if you're not a, a, a big-time Wild fan and you're just a Minnesota sports fan, you probably look at his body of work and, and you might even watch him play and think, oh, he's a nice player, but, like, is he really that great? Yes. Um, he, he brings so many things that are unquantifiable – 
from an untrained eye and from a box score that are hard to pick up on. And this year, I mean, he's playing a ton. And he's playing the most he's ever, or second most he's ever played in his career. He's playing almost 24 minutes a night. Um, he's had to assume even a bigger role with Jared Spurgeon being out. Um, he, he is making a case for Norris. He's not a household name that's going to score 10 to 15 goals like these new defensemen like Cal McCarr are, but he's going to do everything right for you. I, I would say if, if you're just a passive Minnesota sports fan, you go to the X to watch a, a random wild game, just watch him skate. Mm-hmm. Watch him move. Like, and, and I know that might sound really silly, but like key in on him. Just watch him during a shift. Just watch what he does. Um, I, I think there's so many things that are unquantifiable that, that are – Sometimes hard to see because he doesn't put up goals and he doesn't score a ton, but he is such a great, steady defenseman. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't think you're probably too far off there. I mean, you know, Brent Burns came through here, but he wasn't the player he was when he was with Minnesota. Ryan Suter is a is a very prolific player, but um, and and has similar intangibles to Brodeen. But I, I, I think that's probably right. I, well, I think it's he, probably right. Right, because the the thing that Brodeen brings that those guys didn't is both ends. So, so like burn Burnsy developed and, and became great offensively, but still had issues in, in his own zone. And I think does to this day Suter was incredibly solid, but I mean, Brodeen's got another gear there. And when he jumps into plays, when Suter jumped into plays, I was always for the most part, like, okay, let's see what, what, Happens here when Brodeen jumps into plays. Um, there's a confidence there, and and it's to your point, Dex. It's because he can skate so well. It's because he's going to get back instantly. Um, Craig Hartsburg, educator br- audience here, brought up there by by uh, Mr. Gould, Livingston Gould. Uh, yes, Craig Hartsburg was fantastic. Craig Hartsburg also had knee problems, and and he had injury problems that derailed him fairly quickly. Craig Hartsburg is probably second on that list because he was a marvelous player. Um, I watched him play quite a bit, but the injuries slowed him down. And knock on wood, the Brodeen factor, I think he's eight years in, um, and he's pretty damn durable. I'm sure he's been hurt. I'm just uh, not recalling a lengthy time period that he missed. But, um, yeah, Hartsburg was great, loved him. But I think Brodeen has has longevity and durability within that time. And again, I'm talking about both ends of the ice. Um, Craig was really good. But I mean, I just think or, ordinarily a defenseman has a strong suit, right? Like Dumba. He's got a great shot and it, he is improved defensively, but his strong suit is what he can possibly bring in the offensive zone. Brodeen does it both ways. Uh, before we get done here, mm-hmm. Dmitry Kulikov, yeah, a goal tonight, <laughs> which was gorgeous, which actually didn't come as a surprise, Dex, because when we watch this team in the press box at the X, Kulikov likes to jump into plays. I thought that the Wild, for sure, was going to miss Susie and Cole because I thought Cole was such a stabilizing veteran. The Kulikov signing might be one of the most under-the-radar best best moves uh, from the summer in the entire league. Yeah. Like as far as what he's brought, like tonight, a goal, he was, uh, he had three shots on goal. He was a plus one uh, on the ice, uh, 21 minutes, even it looks like 
you know, when Kulikov was signed, I was like, okay, I'm sure, I, I think he'll be okay. I really don't know. He has been a hell of a find by Bill Guerin. Yeah, I mean, as Adam points out on our YouTube page, Dimitri's actually better than Cole or Susie, which I did not think it would all occur. Yeah, he's been a better player than those. Ian Cole took yeah. a nasty play in Carolina today. He got a five-minute major for a kneeing penalty. Um, he looks What's a little... up with all the kneeing? I don't know either. Spezza, right. Pionk. What's yeah. up with all the kneeing? I don't, I don't get it That's either. dangerous, by the way. Stop. But, but when you lose Jared Spurgeon, you thought you'd, you would take a little bit of a lick here. And, you know, you and I were saying, because he's been – up here a few times, but mostly healthy scratch. Like, when are you going to get Kalen Addison sometime? And and I'm sure, you know, by next season, and there even could be a point at this season, um, where Kalen Addison does draw into the lineup regularly, but you haven't needed him. And and that's, again, a testament to the depth of how great this team is, that Dmitry Kulikov, for whatever reason, is playing out of his mind. John Merrill's been fine, too. Like, it, it it's remarkable when you lose players like Jared Spurgeon that, Things could go awry when Kirill Kaprizov gets off to a slow start. Ryan Hartman and Marcus Foligno um, continue to score big goals for you, right? Like Joel Eriksson not getting a power play goal today. And and just like you said at the, at the top, it's not a flashy goal. It's not a sexy goal. But at least for God's sakes, they're able to score a goal on the power play. Um, yeah. A, 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 everything. Right. This was not. This was far from a perfect game, I think, from a team standpoint, despite what the score looked like from the Wild tonight. And I'll they were it. still able to win. You'll take it. You will, you will gladly say, uh, in, in fact, this game, Dex, w- was the Vikings equivalent of the loss at San Fran. That's what this was, which is you get in there, you might not have deserved to, to win based on, on the entire body of work, and you don't care because you won. Uh, by the way, the Oilers' power play came into tonight's game, number one in the league, at 34%. The Wild was 5 for 5 on the PK. Uh, Cam Talbot with the Oilers on the power play stopped 9 of 9 shots. Uh, The last thing about Cam that I thought was really, really impressive, and it's absolutely imperative when you're playing this team, is the lack of rebounds. The rebound control tonight. He's everything up tonight. I mean, but I mean, this is the type of team where if you don't, right, then the puck kicks out to like dry sidle or something like that. And you're dead. There's nothing. They're going to score. I thought his ability and, and where I will give it the wild defenders credit, especially um, on the PK was they did a pretty damn good job. A lot of the time I thought of forcing the Oilers outside for shots, which if you recall is the same thing that Yozy's blues did to the wild in the playoff series where Jake Allen played so well. Like, it's a big difference, man, when you can force yep. those guys outside, right? And then and then, if the goaltender is playing well enough to swallow up the puck, it's not, you know, not guys in front, man. It, that was – there's just so many things that this team, despite, despite some uh, definite issues in the past two second periods, at now what, they've won, I believe, seven consecutive games? Mm-hmm. There's Seven. so many things this team does that I like. Absolutely, yeah. It was it was an incredibly impressive win tonight for the Wild, um, and they'll keep it rolling, man. I mean, they they got Vegas on Sunday. That's going to be an, three a, and a four, tough one. Three and four days coming up right. at the end of the week, right? 
Yeah, and and the Vegas game, I believe Vegas is on Sunday, correct? I yes. think that one, that ends it. That should be a, another fun, fun tilt. Wild fans have gone sour with Vegas, and they've kind of built up a fun little rivalry here. So I'm curious what happens there, but this is this is awesome. I mean, the Wild are in firm, firm grips of first place. Dallas, classic stars, uh, Ryan Suter, Dallas Stars. Now, I believe they've won. They've been on a hot streak here as well. Have. Of course they've come back and won. Mm-hmm. Suits, Suits is back, and, and the, the, Blues, the Blues were down, I think, but then came back and beat the Panthers. Uh, tonight in OT too. So, but you know what? If you're the Wild, Take you're it. controlling what you can control. Damn right. You're winning games. All right. Uh, appreciate all of you that uh, tuned in. If you would like some Vikings after um, purple after dark talk. Yep. We'll have that coming up next on this channel. Is that how that on works? Purple Daily Podcast channel. Purple Daily second, Podcast. Our Vikings only channel. Okay, we will be be there shortly. Um, much appreciated. We will be back with a Judd's Hockey Show probably within the next few days or so. So, Declan, take it away. Yep, hit that subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment, and then I turn to our friend of the show, Bill Guerin, every time to end this. Listen, you guys know what this is all about, right? Right? What's it all about? Spurgy? Hard work and having fun. F*** that. This is about winning.